Hey guys, this is uh, Coach V here. And I'm Coach David. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Today is Tuesday. It is September the 22nd. It's 2020. We're in the middle of a pandemic here, but we're going to have a super exciting episode for everybody. Before we get started, just want to remind everyone to please uh, go ahead and like and share this podcast. So if you're on Facebook, please hit the share button. Uh, you know, wherever you're downloading this podcast from, if you could, uh, please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate a five-star review if you can. Uh, and then also, you know, just help just get the word out. You know, if we're, we're on all the social media platforms, uh, whatever you can do to help spread the word, it would really be appreciated. Uh, so Coach David, you know, today's topic is Cobra Kai, Karate Kid. Uh, tell me about it. What was your first time, you know, when did you first learn about Karate Kid? I'm not talking about Cobra Kai now, the current series. I'm talking about the original, you know, the Karate Kid back in the 80s. When did you first see it? I saw it in the theater in 1984. I was... Um kind of a scrawny kid and I, I could really relate to Daniel real well. And it basically changed my life. Literally, it set me on my martial arts journey. And, uh, you know, many decades later, it's still uh, my favorite movie. I got to tell you, just to be fair, I think it was the same thing for me. I was, um, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think it was still too young at that time, but I remember seeing it on VHS. I don't think it was beta. I think it was VHS. And, um, I got to tell you, that movie at that time, now just, you know, we have students who are listening right now. There may be teenagers, uh, maybe some people who weren't alive in the 80s who are listening to this podcast. And those of you who were alive in the 80s will appreciate what we're going to say. There was no YouTube. There was no internet. There was no, um, none of those from a technological side. Now, Coach David, true or false, back when the 80s and early 90s when we were training, it was kind of taboo to go and bounce around from martial arts school to martial arts school. The amount of variety of martial arts out there today, I think that the variety was there, but you just didn't know about it, right? The Absolutely. area was not as diverse. There weren't as many schools. You couldn't find all these schools. I mean, there was what? Taekwondo, there was Tung Sudo. Those were the big ones, right? You couldn't find anything. In fact, even when you went to a tournament, it was like, well, what is that? You, you'd like, I don't know. <laughs> He's yeah, not doing what I'm doing, but I don't know what it is. I think it's safe to say back in the 80s, you know, there was a lot of mystery still behind the martial arts. And, you know, I think there was good and there's bad. I mean, I'll focus on the good. The good was, I think everyone really listened to their teacher, right? They like really like fell on, you know, held on to every single word because that sensei, that coach, that instructor, your Sifu, whoever it was, that person was like the end all be all, right? They knew everything. That's where you got your source from. Is, it, is, is that what you experienced? Absolutely. It was, you know, that was the, all the source. There was no conflicting information. There was no, well, I saw this, I heard this. No, none of that. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I hate to say the good old days, but in a way there was a lot of good to that. Now there's a lot of good in terms of how things are done today. Um, but now keep in mind, we're talking about Cobra Kai. We're talking about the Karate Kid. You know, I, I remember the very first time I saw the movie. I think it's what really got me hooked onto karate. And to my understanding, you know, there was, I mean, there was other martial arts movies out then, but this was like mainstream, right? I mean, can you kind of do, do, you know, for all of our listeners out there, we have students who are Kaizen students. We got, you know, you know, friends from all around the world who are listening into this. Kind of give us a, you know, put it into perspective. What made Karate Kid, like the original Karate Kid? So before we get to Cobra Kai, what made the original Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio, the 80s movie, what made that such a big deal? I think the thing that made it such a big deal was, unlike 
you know, watching Chuck Norris movies or Bruce Lee, who were super cool and they were awesome. And you'd watch them and go, wow, I could never do that. Here we saw a kid who really knew nothing, picked on, you know, having a tough time, learn to defend himself, learn the principles that the martial arts provide. And it was triumphant. It showed that anybody could learn it, anybody could use it, and how great an impact it could have on your life. And I personally, it just resonated with me and obviously millions and millions of people. But to me, that's what set it apart. It was that personal connection people could make to you, not just a fantasy of, oh, man, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, like, I remember when I first saw Karate Kid, like the original one in the 80s, I was looking it through the lens of a non-black belt. I was looking it through the lens of a student. I was a child at the time, a youth. And I remember I looked at it in awe. I was like, oh my goodness, one day, if I could just do that. And I remember seeing Johnny Lawrence and, you know, uh, you know, Ralph Macchio, you know, Daniel, you know, you know, screen name was Daniel, you know, and then you remember seeing Ali, his girlfriend, there was all this drama. There was a love story going on. There was the karate, there was all of this stuff. And I mean, I think, I mean, even the songs in there, you know, you're the best around, nothing's going to ever take you down, you know, that whole song. I used to have that, you know, burned into like CDs that I would play in the car on the way to karate class. I mean, it was just, everything about the movie was just amazing. Remember, uh, I think, wasn't it Bananarama, Cruel Summer? Yep. Remember that song? Just, just everything about the movie was just amazing. I think, I think you can make an argument that that particular year, 1984, had such a deep, rich movie experience like you can go back and look you know all the way from ghostbusters to just hundreds of movies literally that were huge the music the way they did the cinematography i mean it was literally just genius in 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 that slice of time of how they made these movies that just resonated you just they I mean, stuck i mean i'm going to take that from a from us you know run with that idea think about how many people and i know you guys can't see me doing this because it's a podcast but Coach Dave, you remember that crane technique where, you know, <laughs> arms up in the air? Yes. How many times have you ever been out somewhere and you tell someone I do karate or something like that? Now, if they don't fake chop you, they go into a crane's pose and they pretend like they're Daniel in the, you know, that, that final tournament scene. So think about it. You're right. The music from the 80s, the, you know, the, the memorable videos. I mean, it was a very memorable time. So let's kind of, kind of fast forward a little bit, right? We're talking Cobra Kai today. Um, I think that little intro is so important, especially if you're listening and you weren't alive in the 80s, you got to understand how big it was back then. I mean, and it still is, right? It was a huge, huge deal. So when you fast forward to Cobra Kai, okay, so I'm going to kind of, I got a couple questions I want to pose to Coach David, to myself. So far, right, we're two seasons in, you know, it looks like season three is coming out soon. You know, originally, I don't think they knew how big Cobra Kai was going to be. Cobra Kai, you know, went from YouTube Red now it's on Netflix. I mean, that's a huge jump. I mean, any, any thoughts about that? I think that they, they had a hope that there'd be this, you know, crowd of people, you know, in, in my age range-ish, people who watched it then who'd be like, oh, I remember liking this movie as a kid. Let me tune in. But I don't think they had any way of knowing that there would be this just rash of people interested in the story. And I, personally, I think they did a fantastic job in the very few first couple of episodes of setting it right back in. As soon as I saw Daniel and I saw, um, you know, the scenes, I saw, you know, Johnny Lawrence again, I'm like, it just all came rushing back to me how awesome a story it is. And it's lived up to the hype. 
Yeah, so, you know, prior to Cobra Kai coming out, I'm sure you remember this, uh, many of you guys listening will probably recall this. I think it was around 2010. I want to say it was Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son. He came yes. out with, I think it was like the Karate Kid or the next Karate Kid or something like that. And there was a couple other versions, but there was one with the young lady acting and all that. Yes. Uh, the one that really kind of strikes to my attention was the one with Jaden Smith. And I'll tell you what really bothered me about that. He was doing Kung Fu and they called him the Karate Kid. And I just thought that that was the, the nail in the coffin for the whole Karate Kid series. I mean, I never really imagined a Cobra Kai coming out, but you know, back when that happened, to me, it was just, I mean, Jackie Chan's a great guy, you know, you know, Jaden Smith, you know, his whole family is just, you know, they're in the whole acting and entertainment business. So you knew it was gonna, you knew it was gonna be popular, but in terms of the content, right? You know, if you're listening to this, Coach David and I, we're not just, you know, movie critics. We are black belts. We've been in the martial arts for both of us over 30 years each. And we, we have multiple systems we've trained in. You know, when we look at this, we're looking at this through a karate lens. Do you remember when that 2010 movie came out? I'm pretty sure it was 2010. Do you remember when that came out? And what were your thoughts about it then? Uh, so like you, I was excited to see a martial arts movie, but I was nervous because of the name. Um, just a trivia note, they wanted to originally to call it the Kung Fu Kid. Um, they decided to change it at the last minute to the Karate Kid to get more people interested because they thought they would use, you know, the name would go, oh, I remember that. It was a great movie. Let me go check this one out. I was upset. I was literally upset. You can ask Jaden and Maribel, my, my kids who are both black folks. Um, I was very unhappy that they were representing, A, the movie franchise that I love and held dearly, but B, representing karate as kung fu and, and trying to kind of represent it as something I didn't think it was. And so I, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in the same boat. I, did, I was personally now, and again, these are our opinions, okay? So if anyone gets upset or anything like that, you know, hey, leave a comment. You know, we, we'd love to discuss. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe we'll do a couple more episodes like this to discuss your ideas and thoughts. If you don't agree, that's okay. Just let us know what you think. You know, we're just giving you our opinions. And I remember when that came out in 2010, I was, you know, I was a black belt at that time, and I'd been a black belt for many years by then. And I don't know, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And, you know, I think there were times in there where they kind of hinted at things that Miyagi had done. Remember when uh, Jackie Chan was in the garden and he was like, pick up the jacket, drop the jacket and all this. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, I think it was, it was a little bit of a stretch for me. And I think, you know, because it was a new audience, it was a new, uh, you know, uh, new, new, I guess a new audience of, of people, a younger audience, you know, people who maybe hadn't seen the original one. I don't think they had any point of reference. I don't think they knew the difference. Right. So, Fast forward to Cobra Kai, right? Fast forward to where here we are at the end of season two. Uh, season three has not been released yet. What are some of the highlights from Cobra Kai for you? Wow, there, there are plenty of highlights. I think one of the things I love is how it mirrors the original with different people. Like you got, you know, you got Daniel LaRusso, who was the young kid being picked on, who was taught by the older sensei. And now here we go, we jump, and now we have, um, you know, Johnny Lawrence's son, who is now being taught and tutored by Daniel using Mr. Miyagi's ways and means. And here you have Johnny Lawrence, tough kid with the, the mean-ass sensei right in the original. Now Johnny Lawrence is the sensei using hard methods, and he's got his Johnny Lawrence in Miguel, right? So they, they kind of mirrored it, but then they had these little twists, these you know, 2000 and, and 
well, here we are in 2020, but 2019, 2018 stuff, you know, with the cell phones and the technology. And so they brought it up to date, but with the same stories, the same things that resonates. So to me, that's what I love about it. I, I got to tell you, I agree with you. Um, you know, to be fair and answered, I mean, I got to tell you, number one, you know, I'm looking at a list of the cast here. Uh, you know, you still got Ralph Macchio. He's Daniel, Daniel LaRusso. You still got William Zabka. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. That was Johnny Lawrence. Miguel was a guy named, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Zolo Meridueña. Uh, you got Samantha, who is Ralph Macchio's uh, daughter. Her, her screen name is Mary. Uh, is that right? Or no, sorry. I'm reading that wrong. So, so Samantha is Daniel, LaRusso, Daniel LaRusso's daughter. Her real name is Mary Mauser. Um, and then I think you mentioned uh, William Zabka, you know, Johnny Lawrence's um, son on screen, Robbie Keane, real name Tanner Buchanan. I'll tell you the thing that I like the best is that, and I mean, this might, you know, pull some heartstrings from the listeners here. I love that Sensei John Kreese was back. But the thing that was just so sad is that Miyagi was there, not there, Mr. Miyagi. You know, so like in terms of my things that I loved was like, I think it's kind of saying what you're saying, but with a twist is I love that they held on to so many of the roots. I love that they held on to where things were some 30 something years ago. I love that. But what I just, you know, I, I think, it, you know, obviously you can't change the past. Once you're gone, you're gone. It would have been so awesome had they done this maybe a little bit sooner. You know, maybe if, you know, Pat Morita was there, Mr. Miyagi. Um, I think the other thing that I loved was just that it, it, there was a lot of the old lessons that were being taught. Remember like the banners on the wall, like before yes. you learn lesson two, you learn lesson one, you know, the whole wax on, wax off. There were so many of these traditions, right? And that's what martial arts is about. Traditions, passing on teachings, doing all that. Um, I'll tell you the one thing that, that was uh, disappointing to me, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I didn't like the way season two ended. I thought it was, uh, there was, um, you know, for those of you who haven't watched, you know, spoiler alert, go ahead and, you know, close your ears or fast forward <laughs> a minute or two. Um, there was a pretty big fight scene at the end. And, you know, without going into details, because we want you to watch it, we don't want to steal your thunder, nor do we want to steal Netflix's thunder. But, you know, there was a pretty big fight scene. And I didn't see that happening in the first Karate Kid. I mean, obviously, yeah, there was a fight outside after the dance and Johnny was chasing, you know, uh, you know, Daniel back to his home. I mean, yeah, he got beat up, but it was not like a falling down and cracking your head open kind of thing. I mean, he got punched in the gut a couple times. And I think this kind of gets to what I'm trying to get to, which is I think Johnny is the better martial artist. And even though, and again, there might be some controversy with what I'm going to say. Yeah, he was not using his karate at the right time, but I don't think he just flat out injured Daniel to the point where he was incapacitated. You know, like, I think he beat him up, no question. But I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, like, wasn't it a bit excessive in terms of how season two ended? Or was it just, hey, it's 2020 and we need dramatic, a dramatic so, thing? So that's a great question. And I'll answer it in that, to me, they, and this is the term that everyone uses, I think it jumped the shark. Um, that's a reference to, if anybody uh, my age or, or older out there can appreciate, in the original TV show, Happy Days, um, the Fonz uh, went on a vacation and had a literally on a skis jump a shark in the water and it really was just made no sense and they just put it on there and ever since that's the term for kind of like all right going crazy was really not a necessity to do so and I agree with you this brawl and I think it was in the mall right and the kids falling and and everyone's fighting and it just it, it, it was excessive in that it kind of 
didn't need to be there. Like I, I didn't, I didn't see the plot point to do that. It wasn't. It didn't really fit with the story. I almost felt like I was watching this Michael Bay film, and I was waiting for aliens to come down, and you know, like you know, like a spaceship. To, I mean, it was just it was so far fetched. You know, like I just don't see the whole school kind of getting into it. Like usually when these things happen, if there's a fight, God forbid, guys, we're not condoning fighting. So please, if you're listening, don't use your karate for you know you know purposes of trying to injure someone or anything like that. Um, but you know, I remember when that scene happened. Usually, what would happen is there'd be like a circle, and like those people be like fighting it out and then that's it, right? You know, that tends to be kind of the way these fights go down. This was like this huge choreographed thing. And I'll tell you what kind of didn't sit well with me is that when you're catering to a younger audience and you got a younger audience watching this, to me, I, I, I was just questioning, are we putting ideas out there that don't need to be put out there? And it was almost like a gang towards the end. Like right. this couple, yes. You know, there was like a gang-like feel. Yes. And I just think in the day and age we're in, I think we need a little less violence. I feel like some of those traditional sides of the martial arts were being lost. And I think Johnny, maybe that's kind of what the movie is trying to do right now. Maybe this is what Cobra Kai is trying to do. Johnny was almost showing a little bit of mercy at the end, you know, and he that's why he kicked out Crease. I mean, what do you, you think about that? I think he, I think the whole story is about him learning and growing and sort of transitioning and understanding more of the principles of the martial arts and I certainly highly expect, and I'm just guessing, I know nothing about season three. I intentionally try to steer clear of spoilers. I like to just watch it. Um, but if Johnny becomes a little bit calmer and is actually, you know, comes to Daniel's side, quote unquote, in fighting Crease, not fighting, but literally, you know, trying to turn the way he's, he's teaching martial arts for the better, uh, that would be a, like a growth, like showing someone's personal journey and growth. I would really like to see that. I have a question to you about um, kind of touching back on this, on what we saw in the mall. How would you rate the martial arts that we saw? Literally, you know, punches, kicks and stuff. Did you think it was good techniques in general? I mean, it's hard to get actors to be karate men, but, or did you think it was sort of like, yeah, this is really not the best? You know, it's so funny you ask that. I, this is a tough one to answer because, you know, it's a movie, it's entertainment. I just, I just think that when you say you're doing martial arts, I just think you got to do your best to kind of get it there. And I, I don't know. I like, I liked Daniel LaRusso in the first original Karate Kid. I think it made sense that he was learning because it was clear that he was learning based on his skill level, but he's professing to be a teacher now and a sensei and a, you know, and he learned all the secrets from Mr. Miyagi. I don't, I don't know. And, and some people might disagree with this. And if you do just leave it in the comments, I'm curious to see what you think, but I don't think I was really too impressed with Ralph Macchio's martial arts, to be honest with you. And like, I don't know if it's enough to be really saying, hey, he's this head sensei who's doing this. I mean, recreationally, maybe, but I don't know. I just never really felt um, that he had the time in, you know, and maybe he should have had a stunt double or something, you know, because you think about it like this. And you and I have talked about this before. The original Karate Kid, Pat Morita, who was Mr. Miyagi, did not do the martial arts scenes. It was Sensei Demura. Right. I mean, it was a martial arts expert, world renowned expert who was doing it. I almost feel like that would have been a better thing to do for at least the scene. Maybe they couldn't have done. I don't know. But I mean, I think Johnny was the better martial artist, if you ask me, or at least better actor. Um, that's my take on it. Yeah, I think, I mean, Johnny, from back in the day, he had more, you know, he was a better athlete. And I think he was able to just learn more. Uh, interestingly enough, 
you know, the, the film they brought in um, Pat Johnson, um, martial arts, you know, lore now. Uh, he was the head referee, had the big cool mustache from the 80s. Um, he actually did all the training for the, for the everybody. And uh, that was that was the guy in the big red shirt, right? Big red shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah the mm-hmm. guy's legendary. And it's interesting the way that he taught them, right? He taught the Cobra Kai in a pack so that they would become a group. He brought Kreese separately so he would be more respected as, you know, as, as they, they could try to tell the kids that he knew more. And then they did um, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel as a, as a pair, those two learned karate, you know, as much as they could together to form a bond. So the way they taught the martial arts was trying to gather, um, you know, for the film's sake, better, better look and feel for how the characters interacted. But as far as martial arts experience, that's hard to do in a quick time. I don't care how great you are, right? Time, we always say, is the key ingredient you cannot overlook. And so given how much time I'm sure they spent on this, I don't think you're ever going to get the martial arts to look great without martial artists being the actors. Yeah, Coach David, just so everyone knows, and I, I want to make sure I got our, our facts straight here. I pulled him up just now on, uh, on, on, on Wikipedia. Pat E. Johnson, just for those of you who don't know, whose Coach David was just referencing, which was a fantastic point you just brought up, by the way. It says he was born in 1939. He's a ninth degree black belt in American Tung Soo Do. Um, let's see here. He began his training in traditional, in traditional Korean Tung Soo Do, Murak Kwan in 1963 while stationed in South Korea. So this guy is a, I mean, he's the real deal. I mean, this was not, you know, and I think this is something that needs to be said when you look at the martial training in there, he, he knows his stuff. You know, this was not a, like a, a fluke, you know, kind of thing that was put together. This was a well thought out, well choreographed thing. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's my take on it. I mean, just to kind of close up on the martial arts part of this, I think sometimes if you go into martial arts groups on Facebook or you look around, some people get so deep in the weeds and so focused on the, you know, what style, what system and all that. I think the bigger takeaway here is who's watching it, right? Because, you know, yeah, you're going to have black belts and teachers and instructors watching it. We know what's right, what's wrong. I'm more concerned with the kids who don't know what they're watching and thinking that it's correct. That's what kind of is my little, you know, thing that I'm taking away from this. And then they're going to come into our school and say, hey, can you teach me that? (laughs) That's exactly right. You know, and, and you've heard me say this in classes when I'm teaching is just, you know, hey, this is not from TV, you know, no kicks and punches from what you saw on TV. <laughs> sometimes the kids have trouble deciphering what's real and what's not. That's right. Um, Coach David, you know, just before we start to wrap up the episode here, I think you might, did you have any questions or any topics you wanted to cover today? And, uh, and if you can kind of take us through that, because I think that, you know, there's so much we can cover here. You know, there's so much material that we can dig into. And guys, if you want us to do a second or even a third episode or maybe revisit this when, you know, uh, when season three comes out, we can absolutely do that. This is not meant to be a, you know, a a complete, you know, Karate Kid Cobra Kai discussion. I think we'd have to be here for two, three, maybe even four hours to do that. But, you know, right now I can tell you right what, what our takeaway is. Cobra Kai is awesome. You know, it's it's really well, well thought out, well done. You know, it's just like anything else. You're going to have critics. You're going to have people who maybe agree or disagree. But I think overall, I think the Cobra Kai series has has been a huge success, much more successful than than ever anticipated. You know, as a martial arts instructor, as someone who operates a school, I'll say this. I think Cobra Kai has done a, it's doing more good than anything else for the martial arts as a whole. I do wish there were some tweaks here and there, but I think it's bringing attention to the martial arts. 
I think um, well, I, just one thing that came into my head is that people often, you know, when, you, they, when someone knows you do martial arts, I'm doing it a long time, people ask you all sorts of questions, right? I'm sure you get this all the time, you know, that, what is this? What about that? Do you know this? One question I get asked a lot is, are karate tournaments just like the All-Valley Tournament? Is that what it's really like? And, you know, I used to tell people, you know, maybe back in the 60s and 70s and, and you know, you go look at the Long Beach Nationals and stuff, maybe it was sort of like that, no guards and, you know, people would get hurt and it would be about like tough guy kind of a thing. But people should know that that's not what tournaments are mainly like nowadays. Um, if you're interested in getting into the martial arts, if you're listening to this and kind of have an interest, I'd like to try it out. Please know you can do martial arts safely and practically um, with control without having to be bare knuckle, you know, breaking people's legs and, you know, sweeping out and put them in a body bag. That, that is fun acting, but that's not really what it is like now, particularly. So that was one of the big misnomers that uh, I used to hear all the time. I don't know about you, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a big takeaway, guys, is, you know, if you're brand new to the martial arts and you're just listening, you're like, man, I'd like to give it a try. Day one is probably going to be stances. You know, day one is probably going to be basics and conditioning, hopefully. stretching. And yeah, hopefully you don't go to a place that teaches you how to sweep the leg and, you know, do all those things on day one. That's not good, right? You want to go to a reputable school uh, who can, you know, train you. You know, if you're, if it's non-pandemic time, guys, we're in the Washington DC area, give us a ring and, you know, call us, email us. We're not hard to find. Uh, during this time of pandemics, you can train with us. You know, we're online and that's not the purpose of this podcast, but if you're looking for someone uh, or somewhere that you can train, give us a shout. Again, that's not the purpose of this podcast, but coach, you know, I'll say this to kind of start to close out. And if you have any other things you want to bring up, please do. I think the, um, the comment I'm going to make is for anyone who's on the newer side, you know, non-black belt, make sure to train somewhere reputable, right? Make sure to train um, with a teacher who's, who's, uh, whose values you align with. You know, don't blindly follow someone. You know, so, so this kind of comment is going to be for parents. Parents, make sure you know who the teacher is, right? Make sure you align with their philosophies, their values. It's not just about kicking and punching. There's so much more that you want to kind of make sure that you're monitoring before you put your child in front of someone because they get very attached and you, know, you want to make sure the, the lessons are good. I'd say nine out of 10, you know, or more, you know, more than nine out of 10, out of 10 times, someone's going to be really good. They're going to, you know, be doing the right thing. But every now and then, you know, you, you just have to trust, but you also want to verify. Um, I think if you're an instructor out there, you know, I think the, the Cobra Kai series, I think it's just done really well for the martial arts as a whole. I know we said that before, but I'll, I'll give you an example. There's people who maybe knew nothing about karate, who knew nothing about martial arts, and they've heard about it, seen it. And now through this series, they're kind of seeing stuff. Yes, there's a little bit of Hollywood behind it. But again, maybe they're getting a love for the martial arts when maybe soccer was the big thing now or basketball was the big thing. The thing I love about martial arts is you can still do it and train and practice in your home even during this global quarantine, even do, during this global pandemic, right? So you can still train uh, during this period of time. That's one of the things that I like about it so much. Fantastic. I, I, I got to just say that what you just said about, um, you know, your relationship with your instructor finding a reputable school, so critical. I, I tell people when they, they ask me, well, what, you know, what martial arts should I do? I said, look, I would do some research on styles because all the different styles emphasize different things. You know, if you're like jumping and spinning and stuff, there's different martial arts for that. If you want to do more self-defense, there's more for that. But once you do that, having that relationship with your instructor, your head instructor, critical. 
that is like so important. And so you are 100% you're correct. Find, talk to the person, make sure they align, you know, you like them as a person, they align with your dental philosophy. That will go such a long way to your successful outcome as a martial artist um, that it is critical. Those are excellent point to bring up here. Awesome. Hey guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. You know, before we get out of here, you know, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify. We're all over the place. Uh, I believe we're in multiple countries as well now. We're just super excited about the growth of the podcast. Last I checked, we're in over 10 different countries. And you know, if you're listening to us and you're outside of the U.S., welcome. Everyone is welcome to be here. This is a friendly place to be. It's free to be here. So free is affordable, as I always say. <laughs> Uh, please go ahead. If you find us on Facebook, hit the share button. Uh, if you're on, you know, checking us out on any of those platforms, please leave a comment. We would love a five-star, re- uh, five-star review. We really appreciate it. And guys, listen, have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you haven't checked it out yet, go watch Cobra Kai. It's awesome, right? It's a good stuff in there, but also make sure that if you're really into the martial arts, do find a reputable school, do find somewhere that, you know, maybe somewhere hopefully that's local to you that, you know, you can really uh, learn martial arts the right way from the beginning with the correct fundamentals and the correct basics. All righty, guys. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye.